Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can just for a moment here on this Sunday focus on the reality that you are always with us. That in cold winter days, when when we just feel the middle of of winter and, and the season in our lives, maybe in our hearts as well, we can just for a moment ask for a fresh breath of air. And through stories of, of, of saints, we can be reminded that you always do care for us. And we thank you for that. Amen. So, um, my mother-in-law turned 60 this year and we all decided last year that we will go to Mauritius on holiday for her 60th birthday. And it was insanely lacquer. Uh, I can really recommend it, especially in the winter, because it feels like a really relaxed uh, autumn Durban temperature. It's really nice. But anyway, so I just wanted to mention that because um, something actually happened to at, at home, which is one of those things that you never expect. Uh, and it's the same with us at this moment, um, Gert, especially for you. We're doing, uh, we're doing the kings uh, in the Old Testament. So we're literally running through their lives and teaching around it as well. And we're in a transition space where we are done with soul. Um, and we're moving into a, a new king, which uh, nobody knows, David. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah, some other guy. Yeah, yeah, some other guy, uh, David. And, um, and one of the, the things that I've, which, which was one of the questions we need to ask in this season is you need to ask God to reveal Himself to you because we are sometimes so focused on that God wants to use me and I need to be a better person for Him to use me rather than the fact that He really cares about who you are. Um, uh, I remember we used to do a prayer uh, in the, about two years ago where we just say that um, God thank you for that you accept me for who I am and for a moment pause and actually think about it God accepts you for who you are and uh, as we're going into the story so it's all about uh, a moment of transition and one of the, the beautiful things about this is when you sometimes pray a prayer that God show yourself to me or show me something in my life that needs to change or in my situation of life that needs to change, um, it usually does happen in ways you don't expect it sometimes at all. So like we heard um, the beautiful story of uh, Elizabeth Front. Emma. 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 <laughs> but anyway, uh, about sometimes you change is prominent, but you don't know it. But you get an opportunity and you take it. Uh, but it went great in the situation that you were, and then you start training for a new job, and then everything at your old work like starts to disintegrate. Just to maybe inform TV that's a little bit late. 
so she named the saint. And the beautiful thing about that is, is she decided to make a choice in a new for a new job, but she never really knew the reason why, maybe, or the situation that's coming ahead. And it's the same with the transition now in the kings going into David, because David is most probably the most opposite face than Saul. Saul is described as a tall, strong guy that is really a tall, a, a head taller than the rest. So it's somebody that, um, it's ironic in the beginning, couldn't hide even if they tried to. <laughs> and, um, and that makes sense because that's how a king is supposed to look, I think. Mm. You know, if you think about some series or movies you've watched about kingdoms and what's that, the king is usually a unbelievable character. And now we get David, and, and Saul dies tragically, right? He falls on his own sword, uh, and there's, there's many reasons for that and so on, but, but what I want to come to is, is the transition of, of David. Samuel, which is the prophet, um, gets asked by God that he needs to go and anoint David uh, from um, the tribe of Judah to be the next king. Yet we all know this is only the beginning because David still needs to work for Saul and become a servant of Saul and, and so on. But now Samuel is like saying, but you want me to anoint someone that's not yet going to be king and I will most probably get killed for this if they know. So we have to understand the situation about this one. Let's for a moment just ask, our, ask ourselves the question like, if... I have to tell you that you are going to be the next king of Israel. Would you believe me? No. If you would have been maybe the firstborn son, there could have been an opportunity there, right? But David is, if I'm right, the lost one. He is a shepherd, right? moment just check the metaphors there as well you know just somebody totally completely the opposite face of what you would meet Saul with if you had to put Saul and David next to one another you would say let's go with Saul for the king and Samuel goes to anoint David right and David wasn't there and everything like that but this is where I want to pause because something happened to me which I've never been able to foresee to happen uh, being away. So I have a small uh, mold business um, with a, 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 f a friend of mine and then I have a, a, a young chap um, that delivers milk for me every morning, well three times a week and then I remember Saturday morning, uh, uh, Friday evening I messaged him, I told him don't worry the buck is full of uh, diesel, you will have enough diesel for the week <coughs> if there's anything that goes wrong you can just email, email or call Elmarie and she'll be able to help you and be there as backup and everything like that due to the fact that I don't, I'm not going to put roaming on or anything like that except when I'm around Wi-Fi then we'll be able to chat. And then um, he said it's perfect, thanks, fine. So on Monday, somewhere about noon our time, which is uh, two hours ahead of, uh, of uh, South Africa, 
uh, I get a message from my brother telling me uh, that um, he heard an interesting story from Enku, which is the driver. And he, he knows that Enku is probably going to be a little bit shy to tell me the story um, if, um, if he doesn't tell me this is what happened. So just for a moment here, yeah, the previous time when we went away, <laughs> my previous driver uh, almost uh, completely um, destroyed my donkey. <laughs> and, uh, which is crazy because then the next Monday morning when he needed to deliver he never pitched so imagine waiting all your clients are waiting for you and he doesn't answer or doesn't. Okay, so that was my previous experience of going away and I knew this wouldn't happen again and then I said okay that's no, not a problem you can tell me I'll ask him as well you know what happened there's backup plans in place I've, I've had the worst of it <laughs> and he told me no the Monday morning when he got into my bucky it was half full and smelled like beer and the beer bottles tops were still in my bucky <laughs> and now I'm like askies you know, what, what is happening here? And I was, I was like, well, this is luckily better than a crash. <laughs> because I won't have too much of a headache uh, organizing another vehicle for to deliver Mark. And then um, the evidence was the sunglasses as well in the bucket. And the guy that's been working for me for over four years that I trust with my baby in his hands has actually been one of the biggest culprits mm. in uh, behind my back and then I realized the only reason that I, uh, I caught him out is not because of uh, actually um, the sunglasses and, and the beer as well but the way that he tried to cover it up but he was too drunk to uh, cover everything up so leaving your sunglasses in the bucket and leaving beer bottle taps in the bucky and was probably messing beer all over my bucky and don't think it's not gonna smell like that. Mm -hmm. So now I'm laughing at Enku because I phoned him over WhatsApp. It's like, wow, I got rid of his strong foot. I think don't worry about it. Just tell me what. And he sent me the pictures and everything like that. And now I find myself in this transition moment, you know, praying to God, asking me to enlighten what is actually happening around me. And I have to t walk into a situation tomorrow where I have to tell a friend, which I've been giving work for almost over four years now, and I know he's taking care of his family, that he's done. And the biggest reason for that is, is because he doesn't have a license. And um, he uh, most probably um, he drove over 400 kilometers with my bucky in two days. Yeah. And, and the crazy reality is like that. Sometimes in life, we, we, we come in moments like Samuel. We get those uncomfortable realities of, I know this is what I need to do, but it isn't easy and, and the beautiful thing about the story which we need to be reminded and, and this is something that sometimes when God when we ask God to show himself to us right he doesn't show uh, you your weaknesses or your faults he reveals 
who he is. And, and if we rewind it back a little bit back, all the Israelites had this big question about who is this God you are talking about? And God replied to Moses, right? Saying, Tell them, I am. And for us, it's sometimes a crazy reality to, okay, but what do you mean, I am? <laughs> you are. And then, uh, if you continue on with life, or well, in the story as well, of, of Israelites, they changed. After their 40, the 40 years and their promised land, and they changed. They knew God was there, but they wanted a king. God felt offended, but he gave them a king. And now we come to a situation where Saul isn't really lacking scoop anymore, and they really need a new king <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> and what does God do? The same thing He has done from the day that He said, I am. He saves them from themselves. Because the Israelites most probably didn't know Saul's weaknesses, but God did. He knew that this is going to turn out to be a situation where Israel is going to be worse off with the ruler they have at the moment. So I'm going to ask Samuel to anoint a new king so that they will be saved even before they know they are defeated. Do you get the metaphor there? And sometimes in our own lives, we are put in situations where we have no idea what is going to happen or what is ahead of us. But we can read these stories and we can be reminded that God is still I am. And even if you have taken it upon yourself to become your own king, or you've replaced God with another item in your life as king, as a metaphor, or anything like that, even if it's selfishness or so on, He will plan the rescue for you. Even before you knew you are in trouble. Um, I remember sitting and relaxing um, somewhere at the end of our uh, holiday. And I was just trying to just be a little bit of a, a, a relaxed, calm person because usually if Leo May, our baby, if, if she goes to sleep um, for a midday nap, I will run as fast as possible to the kayak or the canoe and I will just go in the road as far as I can, as hard as I can because I love it. But if you have a baby, you have a little bit more of a responsibility, you know, so you can't do it. And I don't like leaving my wife alone with the baby for too long. Um, so I let Jane sleep and then, yes, I'm home. So I'm always busy. And then um, I just decided to go and sit down and reflect on what has happened to me and uh, trying to, to make a little bit sense of the disappointment and the grief and everything around of me. And then I get reminded about a conversation I had a week before I went on holiday. This guy, which I know, um, came, came to me out of the blue and just told me, 
I want to work for Lumen, your lights company. It's like, okay, that, that's, you're a little bit overqualified and I cannot pay you at all for this. <laughs> and he said, don't worry about that. Help. And I said, well, I can help you cover, you know, at least your diesel fee and everything like that. And then we can start working on a plan to generate more funds. Because this, it's sort of more of a hobby for me than a reality for me. And he said, it's not a problem at all. And then I sit back and I think about the story of Saul coming end, end, Saul's end coming nearer and nearer and David pulling in and you don't know why David was anointed. I didn't understand why this guy out of the blue came to me and said, I quit my job, I can't work there anymore. It's not what I want to do. I want to come and work with you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> this we can also and I was at the moment I was like yes I can't pay you now I have to let another employee go which is my soul and he opens up more possibility for me to give this guy the gratitude that he deserves and in that way because we have some projects ahead of us and um for those who don't know, it's just Gert, uh, it was, it was another small hobby where we built lights, uh, copper lights and whatever. I need an extra hand for the next two weeks and I realized that I'm not going to be alone because he's there willing to learn, willing to continue. And then the story comes together for me about this teaching and, and standing here in front of you, maybe in life. Um, and we'll end with this. You can be at a cross point, right? Where there's a left or a right turn. But maybe you can just be on the straight road as well, not knowing that there's going to be a cross point. And God will put things in place for you, even though if you don't know it. Or you, maybe you do know it. But the reality is that when you start to wonder about God, who He is, and you want to ask Him the question, reveal yourself to me. He will, he will remind you, I am. And then you will start asking yourself, but what is I am, right? And then if you look into the past of Israel's story, you look into your own life, you will be reminded about stories like the, the farmers starting a cheese business out of drought. If I have it right, if I've listened it right. And you would be reminded that God saves. I think of Marguerite that uh, has been in multiple situation times where she doesn't know if she's going to have work or not work. And then once again, God saves maybe you're not going to have work and it's going to be a frustrating reality because you're going to think that God wants uh, to show you something different but if you want to ask God who he is he's going to start with I am and then Han also spoke last week a little bit about um, Saul's uh, tribe which is uh, the Benjamin. Benjamin. Benjaminites. Right? Benjaminites right and how God said well 
sorry for the Benjamites, we're going to Judah's tribe now. And then later in the New Testament, we get Paul, right? Which was Saul, uh, which becomes one of the biggest writers of the New Testament. The biggest stories of grace, of salvation, of living to God. And from which tribe does he come? The Benjamites. From the family of Saul. Yeah, from the family of Saul. And it's like a beautiful reality of where God is saying, it doesn't matter from where you come or what you've done in the past or turn, I am. And if you go into this week and you face struggle or you experience struggle, may you remind yourself that I am is with you. And even if I only know that now and can be reminded about that now and that's all I have, accepting the beauty of it, but that maybe is enough for the day. And how your day, your life can be completely different in the future. Uh, in Mauritius, one of the sad things that I usually see, or well, I usually look out for, is just the way people live. And um, for us, it's easy to have a focus point of knowing that God loves me and I need to love other people. And the way we worship and the way we talk and communicate about God in our communities and also in our country is a realistic reality as well. We can see that. But then when you go to a place like Mauritius, you see Hinduism. And you see the small, I call it little baskets, but it's small houses that they build in front of their houses for their gods. And they put food in there every day. And they burn mirror there every day. And that's it. And that's what they need to hold on to. And then in my own life, when I reflect on it, I was saying, but do they know I am? And when you are faced with people in this week that are not in a relationship with Jesus or tries to be whatsoever uh, may you find I am, I am in them and may you be I am for them so that you don't think of who they are or what they are saying to you but that you love them for who they are great so uh, we can stop there in that moment and uh, we'll continue on with, the, with David's life which is fantastic there isn't a story that I love more than David and Goliath it's <laughs> 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 a story in the Bible Father Shaikhi Blas it's one of the reasons why I had a slingshot it's like it's not a bad girl it's David and Goliath 
But anyway, let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that just for a moment here we can say thank you that you, you have not changed. You have taught us many things and you have shown us many things, but you have not changed. And that our lives, the stories of Israel and stories around it and that's grown from it, all reflects to you who have always cared for us. And when we say that we want to love you more, it's because we know that you are love. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen.